the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, of course, our listeners know our names. We know Gene Steinberg. Some might not want to. Jay Randall Murphy. We know our guest for this week, Ron Olch. After shoveling three feet of snow, Chris O'Brien will be here just a little bit later on the show. But we were just talking, all of us here, about where our names began. So, for example, Murphy is something like Irish, isn't it? Yes, originally, uh, I believe it was a uh, Murphyburg, which was a uh, an offshoot of the uh, King David in Israel. Is that right? And so, Randall, wait a minute. Maybe you were Jewish somewhere? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, Steinberg <laughs> tends to be German, but yes. I was told by my late father that it was actually something different when his father came over from Austria to LSA Island. This is when we actually allowed people to come into this country. They asked him his name, and it sounded something closer to Stittenberg or something. So they said, okay, Steinberg. And that's how it ended up being. Yeah. Now, my mother's parents were Etkin or Etkins or Etkind. Okay, so we didn't want to get into that. Ron Olch, you were telling me that your name comes from what, a Russian word? It came from the Russian uh, Olshanetsky, which is, I believe, uh, has to do with an area near uh, a place known as Olshan. So you can imagine Etsky from that vicinity near the Ukraine, you know, near Odessa. I think the family may have gone from a nearby region through Odessa, ended up coming to the United States and wrote, and I, I believe in our research, Rhode Island for some reason. And, and along the way, I gather for business reasons, <laughs> if one of the... Um, uh, uncles or somebody back then decided that Olshanetsky wasn't going to do, so they changed, shortened it to Olch, O-L-C-H. But you're not here to talk about where your name came from, although that no. could be a discussion on another radio show, but not this one. You no. are here, Ron, to talk about your website, which was recently updated, yes. UFODAP.com, which stands for what? Speaking of standing for something. The UFO Data Acquisition Project, and that is uh, a project that I, I, I formed that name to describe what we were trying to get to, to create a whole new path forward in ufology and the study of UAPs, UFOs, AAOs, whatever you like to call them. And the whole point was forward-looking scientific data acquisition for analysis and ultimately do what science does, um, collect original data that can be traced in a known way, uh, replicated, and ultimately analyzed and perhaps uh, studied and uh, one write, write publishable papers. Now, this is a question you probably are not going to be able to answer because none of us can, which is, why haven't we had something like this for the past 60 or 70 years? Well, actually, there have been some very good attempts to do this sort of thing. There was um, Project Hesdalen, you may be familiar with, in Norway. That sure. had a, and then uh, that had, a, I believe they had a, 
small building and a pole, and they had some various kinds of equipment. They, they even had, a, I think, a radar, and I don't know, I don't recall if they had a camera or not. But anyway, they had a single site like that, as far as I know. The more comparative thing uh, was done in the, in, in the 1970s, I believe, which was Project Starlight International. And that's the one that I think is most was most successful as far as it went. Um, I'm sure some of your, there are other ones we could cite that are equally interesting. But they um, actually uh, built, custom built some very good equipment that they had magnetometer and um, they could measure um, gravitational field, I believe, and uh, record that. They're actually recording was... Uh, on a cassette tape, I think, by uh, uh, modulating a tone from the data that they collected. And so they co- they were several different instances where they would take all their equipment on a van out to some site and set it up and do some recordings. And I think they uh, got some good results. Unfortunately, as far as I know, they didn't publish it. And they raised a lot of money. It was very expensive, uh, and but that they had just this one system. The whole point of UFODAP is in understanding and looking back at those prior attempts, which were very good, very groundbreaking. The problem was there was only one of them. The equipment was expensive, was one-off. The software was, you know, if there was any, it was just for that unique purpose. The purpose of UFODAP is to come up with Modern tools that now allow us, me really, starting in 2014 as proof of concept, to use the very low to no cost off-the-shelf programming tools and hardware availability of electronics to create systems that anyone could afford. So they would be distributed more widely. So would you sell complete kits or would people buy the raw parts What? If one goes on the website you mentioned, ufodap.com, ufodap.com, right on the homepage it says get the gear. It's a little square box. And that goes to a sales site where I've created all, all kinds of individual items and combinations where one can um, put together a system with not very many items to do this kind of work. Uh, the basic items, there are two elements of software. Uh, one's called the Optical Tracking Data Acquisition Unit, OTDAU software, and the other is called Mission Control. Um, so this one piece of software we can start to talk about is OTDAU. It communicates with one or two cameras of various kinds, of which are on that website. Uh, actually, I offer four different kinds of cameras with different capabilities, ranging from fixed to pan tilt zoom types and an all sky type camera you can use any of them and can in combination and um, uh, it can uh, basically be set up uh, outdoors stay there forever it's all weather ip67 rated uh, in other words it will withstand any kind of weather uh, for very long periods of time and when something moves qualifies it in various ways uh, so it automatically rejects useless data like fast-moving birds and things that don't last very long and, and, and things that are too small or too large and so on, and decides what to record. 
And uh, even one can even use uh, some AI built into the software to decide either right after the collection or as a batch later on whether the thing collected was a bird or an airplane as being primary candidates for rejection. Um, that's very, very briefly what, what, that, what OTDAU is about. Now, in terms of the software, you have, therefore, a way to integrate the results that may come from each individual system? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Okay, so you have these cameras set up to record. Yes. Now, how is the data transferred? Well, the data um, is collected by OTDAU onto a local hard drive on the computer running the software. The software nominally runs on PCs, but it, I've, we have at least one user that uses a Mac and the appropriate um, emulation software. It works just fine. Let me just tell everybody, for the Mac, we have something called Parallels Desktop and VMware, where they have virtualization software, so uh-huh. they can run Windows software on the Mac with pretty good performance. Ron Ulch, UFO dap.com more to come with gene and randall you're in the paracast hey listeners i want you to have the entire paracast experience so i'd like to tell you about after the paracast After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. The stress levels of Americans may be at an all-time high. From education to business to basic needs to politics, the 2020 pandemic-related stressors are pushing many of us to near breaking point. That's why you should consider the stress and pain-relieving products from sunny-bay.com. Like our lavender neck wraps and pads infused with premium Washington lavender buds. They relieve tension and relax with a soothing scent of lavender. And lifestyle expert Jennifer Bonner recommends products from Sunny Bay. Sunny Bay's hands-free neck wrap should be your go-to pain relief solution. Give gifts to family and friends that relieve stress and pain. Give love and care by giving the best. Give pillows, neck wraps, and body wraps from sunny-bay.com, a Biomed DB design company. Just click sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. 
Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at ImmuneSupportNow.com. That's ImmuneSupportNow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, to get into the weeds here, a lot of us know there is also a new family of Mac computers coming online with something called Apple Silicon with the M1 Macs now that's using ARM-based processors. This will not run on them right now because the virtualization software does not run Windows under ARM yet. Are you ever going to think about producing a Mac version of this? I've thought about it, but that, that's a fairly big effort, and I'm focused right now on getting the basics working well. It is, you know, very complicated software. There's about six, I've been through about 60,000 lines of code in the last six years to do this, not only OTDAU, but also Mission Control and the firmware that runs in the MSDAU, the multi-sensor data acquisition unit, which is, if you look at the website, it's, there's a kind of a plastic box that it has internally a Raspberry Pi and other electronics that uh, collects data separately from video data. Uh, a whole bunch of things. We can talk about that separately. Also, uh, I think we'll also want to practically explain to our listeners what kind of information we're hoping to get from this system. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's many different types of data. Um, of course, when we're talking about the OTDAU, the optical data, uh, it collects, of course, moving objects in the field of view of, for one case, a fixed camera. In other words, a camera that has a fixed field of view. You point it in one direction, whatever moves through there, even if it's very fast, it will collect it. The widest camera is has a horizontal field of view of 98 degrees, for example. Um, another type of camera, of which there are several, are pan-tilt-zoom, 
where the camera is pointed initially in some direction. If something moves, it then tries to center the target in the center of field of view of that camera and continuously moves the camera to hold the target in the center of the view. And a reason it has to do that in particular is because it also incrementally zooms in to the object up to the maximum of its capability. One camera can do 12 times optical zoom and the other's 30 times. Then there's the all-sky camera that's, of course, sees uh, panoramically in every direction all at once. So the data, in any case, in those cameras is, of course, color, video, or near-infrared, if the camera is set that way. All these cameras can do that. So the data is stored on a hard drive as continuous AVI files, video files, for later analysis. Another uh, new development that one can see in the R&D part of ufodap.com is a new type of camera. It's similar to the others. It happens to be 25 times zoom. But the key thing about that, for my purposes, is that the camera, the moving part of the camera is not enclosed in a dome. So I could get access to the front face of the camera surrounding the lens. So I designed a, a plastic device which holds a optical grating. And you can see that in the photo on the website. Uh, that grading then creates an, uh, an optical spectra of any point of light that it sees, or any lights. And also, I put on the website, I believe I added to the R&D section, an initial example of the camera tracking a moving aircraft. You can easily see the two aircraft headlights, and off to the left is the spectrum of those lights. That must be the uh, blaze grading you're talking about. Correct. That's right. right. Yeah, I was going to ask you exactly what that's for, and it and uh, my suspicion was just confirmed there. I'm I'm not as uh, uh, qualified as scientists as you are, but I've I kind of a I'm a bit of a sciencey nerd, so I think that's really actually quite cool that you've done that. And I have checked out the video, so you've got a. a proven proof of concept here if yeah. something comes into into range of these cameras it can detect it and depending on which kind of setup you've got it can follow it it does yes and not only that but you can combine the two the fixed camera and a pan tilt zoom camera in a on single copy on a single computer running under a single copy of otdau and the the, the interesting thing about that's kind of the best of both worlds in the sense that if you only had a fixed camera, which you can do, you can even use a plain old USB camera with the software if you've got a really, inex really, really inexpensive system. Because I think the software is at $95 and you use any old webcam and you can start to collect data. But with a fixed camera, if anything flies through the field and then flies out of it, well, you're done, right? You can't record it anymore. However, if you combine the fixed camera on the same system with the pan -tilt, a pan-tilt zoom camera, then the system can be put in a mode where when the fixed camera first sees an object somewhere come into its field of view, it calculates where in the field of view that object is and then hands off control to the pan-tilt zoom camera, which then independently moves quickly to center that object in its center field of view. The pan-tilt zoom camera then 
does its own initial target acquisition and then continuously tracks as if it's the only camera in the system. So now that object can go anywhere, 360, 180, doesn't matter. The pan tilt zoom will follow it until it goes out of view and recording the whole thing all the time for both cameras. What level of technical knowledge would you say one of our listeners have to have to set something like this up? I don't think very much, really. I mean, it, I think it, there's, there's a user guide that I wrote. It's about 150 pages, but it covers all three types of software and systems. There's another guide which in detail describes, it's called an installation guide that helps figure out what to get and how to set it up and physically connect it and all those things. With all that information, plus me personally, I help anybody who tries to get a system to I'll help them select the components and set it up right and any kind of issues at all. But, but basically, to basically run OTDAU, for example, the optical tracker, and connect a camera and get it to do something is not terribly difficult. In particular, because I've provided a whole bunch of what are called configurations. Uh, you just pick a configuration based on the type of camera and its resolution. A lot of these cameras have multiple resolutions. You pick which one you like. And you, you load, you know, quote, load the configuration. You click on one button, it loads it up, and you wait a little bit. You see an initial image. And then you click a button, pseudo button kind of says start. And it starts waiting for something to move. That's the gist of it. There's a lot more to the software than that, of course. And uh, it's the kind of thing a person would have to learn over time to do more and more with. Now, we're talking here, ladies and gentlemen, about a project to be able to acquire cameras and other equipment to record possible UFO-related events. Of course, any kind of weird thing that's happening in your vicinity. And this is a way to spread the technology to the masses, and I assume this is something you can do anywhere in the world. Because yeah, as long yeah. as you can go online, listen, it's ufodap.com. We're to come with Ron Olch. With Gene and Randall, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. 
The CDC is issuing new guidelines around the Pfizer COVID vaccine after reports of some people having severe allergic reactions to the shots. The health agency says that those who had a reaction to the first dose of the vaccine should not get the second. And anyone who has had a severe allergic reaction to other vaccines should consult with their doctor before getting inoculated. In the U.K., Britons are bracing for a Christmas under lockdown as Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced Saturday new tighter coronavirus restrictions. London and areas in southern England that have seen surges in COVID cases will now fall under new restrictions that will prohibit non-essential travel to and from those areas and ban the mixing of households. Johnson says he couldn't see any other alternative to try to control the spread. When the science changes, we must change our response. When the virus changes its method of attack, we must change our method of defense. This is USA Radio News. More Republican lawmakers are adding to the voices, calling for California Democrat Eric Swalwell to step down from his position on the House Intelligence Committee after revelations came to light that Swalwell was involved with a suspected Chinese spy. Congressman Jim Banks says House Democratic leadership is turning a blind eye to the potential danger. The Indiana Republican tells Fox News that this is part of a wider strategy from the Chinese government. This uh, spy herself was involved in his organization. So you start piecing this together and it tells us that this is a part of a very deep strategy by the Chinese Communist Party to infiltrate our, our government. And in this case, Eric Swalwell is privy to the most highly classified and sensitive information that's provided to any member of Congress serving on the House Intelligence Committee. This is a real threat. And the fact that Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, is turning a blind eye to this threat, I think is probably a sign of, 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 of what we're going to see into the future. This is USA Radio News. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's a clip from the Rachel Ray Show testing the results of Instantly Ageless. Board certified dermatologist, Dr. Whitney Bowe. If you're looking to try to turn back the clock on a budget, you know, in the privacy of your own home, but actually there's some recent technologies emerging, almost like changes the behavior of the skin right. while it sits on the skin. She went off to try a product called instantly ageless yeah instantly you could see a difference even the cameraman were like wow look at the difference yeah I mean, but i would definitely use this product this product within minutes of applying it it was actually a very dramatic rejuvenation try instantly ageless today at gcnlife.com that's gcnlife.com 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at gcnlife.com that's gcnlife.com this is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Just a quick announcement about last week's episode of the Paracast featuring Preston Dennett reporting on all sorts of fascinating UFO cases. Due to some kind of network error in the second third of the show, Two of the four segments, which starts at 81 minutes into the show on the regular version, they mixed in the previous week's show for two episodes. Don't ask me how that happens, because we send them 12 separate files of each episode of the Paracast, dated and everything, and they use some kind of ledger domain to adjust that and link it with the commercials for the network. So two segments out of 12 are wrong. I've uploaded to our site, thepowercast.com, a corrected version of the show. 
This is our December 13th show with Preston Dennett. So if you've listened to the wrong version, download it again and you can listen to the right version. You can start at the point where you left off or just subscribe to the Paracast Plus where you get the correct version free of network ads and all this misery. Check the Paracast.plus for more. Ron Ulch is here. He's talking about not just setting up a network of UFO detection cameras, but how you can now buy the equipment and set up yourself wherever you are on this planet. You have anything near an internet connection so you could send the data. How long do you think it's going to take, Ron, before you have a reasonably sized network of people here? Well, I wish I could answer that. Right now, uh, one can go on the website and there's a map of the sites that we do have, which is only a handful so far because we, you know, it's just been the last some weeks that the website got recreated, which I rewrote, and is much more uh, navigable and uh, a lot more information. And we have a whole new collaboration, which is going to come into play with you, the, the group called UFO Data, which has been around for a while. The UFO Data folks, which is, I think you can go to, one can see their website also, uh, ufodata.net, I believe. Uh, and they had the same plan, totally independent and unknown to me, to develop the same kind of equipment and, and analysis. But they could not, for whatever technical reasons, get the equipment together. When they found out about UFODAP, they and I said, wow, let's do this together. And so I'll provide all the uh, data collection equipment and software, and they'll provide a repository for uploading data and uh, a team of analysts who will go through that data which is the plan. So we have this great collaboration going uh, to do that. That's really fantastic. I was going to ask you if you had approached any other UFO interest groups, groups like MUFON, QFOS, or the Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies. To, well, we, in fact, know. UFODAP and UFODATA are integrally involved in members and all are, are members of SC, the SCU. Oh, fabulous. So are they going to actually be buying this equipment from you then? Well, they, over the years, had raised some money, and they provided uh, a certain small amount of it to UFODAP earlier in the year as a sort of a grant to help us add an additional camera and a multi-sensor unit to our existing camera installation in the San Luis Valley, Colorado. We have a camera now. Because of the, of the COVID crisis, instead of being able to build it, install it in the first or second quarter of this year, it all had to get put off. So we're hoping to go ahead and do that next year. But meanwhile, we are continuing our mutual R&D and development efforts, raising more awareness. And your show is a wonderful part of that. And we will be mutually working together to get all these moving parts working smoothly together. So a couple of questions about this, is because I'm not entirely clear how the whole thing works. Now, what, I'm, what I was initially assuming, and you, you'll have to correct me here if I'm wrong, is that as people in different parts of the country or around the world connect up these systems, do they coordinate in a central location so that someone at that central location can view all of the cameras that are connected? Well, not directly, no. The, the idea is that because of the nature of the software and the nature of the systems, uh, using, you know, OTDAU is sitting continuously monitoring unattended 
So there is no continuous stream. The, 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 or some of the early projects, like we were talking about, uh, tried to simply set up cameras and nothing more, and sometimes record them with your you know typical you know security camera kind of software, and you'd end up with these humongous files. Which who would want to go through all of that? Because ninety nine percent of it would be worthless, right? So one of the big innovations is to have the software recognize qualified events and will that data down into something much more manageable and also recognize uh, events which uh, are unqualified on, on a number of levels. As I said, uh, even using some um, AI techniques to recognize birds and aircraft and, re- and either reject them or just label the files as such. Okay, so, so, so we're... We're not talking about live streaming here, then. Not at all. No, that would be that's that is a mis- that is sort of a mistaken way to go about it. That was made it all very infeasible. So what really happens is is there could be a camera set up local to the operator's computer in his own LAN, or it could be like we have out in the San Luis Valley. There's just a camera on top of a, a building on a ranch out there. You can actually see a picture of it on the website, on the, on the very homepage. Uh, and that camera is connected through the Internet to me here in Southern California. And OTDAU runs on my computer you know, as if it, the camera was on my own home. It's that, the, the, the amazing Internet. <laughs> and so I can stream um, HD video, um, you know, uh, 36024, uh, and um, and it will continuously monitor that and record it. Uh, so part so in is to answer your question better. The way this would really work is there would be cameras in various places, computers in other places. But in that result is the files that are collected. Somebody whoever is operating that computer would take a first look at them uh, and say, "Would well, you know? I hear something. I think that might be worthy of analysis." And then they would upload that to the website that will be created by UFO Data. That's the whole point. They're going to, we have they're developing right now a sophisticated repository for such data and the all the means to protect it and distribute it and share it with the appropriate people or users or uploaders or the public and you know in a scientific way. So that's one type of data that that those folks would be going over. There's a whole other kind of system that's very exciting about UFODAP. Um, and that is the MSDAU, the Multi-Sensor Data Acquisition Unit, totally distinct from video camera data, right? So what it does, it's a box that has a, its own little computer, happens to run, you know, version of Linux. Um, all the software I'm speaking of, by the way, is all, I wrote, it's all written in Python, with all kinds of the cool stuff that goes with that, and it, it, including in the embedded MSDAU. Uh, it has about 15 different modalities of, of data collection. I mean, it, it knows uh, uh, internal temperature and pressure, and, um, and it knows uh, it has a, uh, a magnetometer, three-degree Mafreda magnetometer. That is X, Y, and Z directions, fluctuations in the magnetic field that can be detected. It also has several accelerometers, which measure basically changes in three dimensions of the gravitational field. So uh, 
In addition, in that box is a GPS, so the unit can, wherever it's installed, it, it can report exactly where it is, which is very important. And in addition to all that, it has a software control radio, which is tunable from about 25 megahertz to 1,750 megahertz. Let's do our break here. Ron Olch joining us, UFODAP.com, setting up a network of detection equipment to catch the flying saucers in the act. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal Hair Care System is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. This is Jerome Clark, author of UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Ron, before we get more into the weeds here and we get more into your project and where it's going... How did you first get involved in being interested in UFOs? Oh, great question. Um, well, like many people, back, way, back, way back when, probably from the 60s at least, I started reading things that were available back then like everyone else, got really interested in it, and uh, as an engineer, felt that there was some nuts and bolts to it. I mean, I kind of come from that. I know there's other ways of looking at it which are equally valid. That happens to be my interest. Along the way, I developed an interest in um, instrumentation. Um, in other words, ways of detecting such objects, collecting data about them in a whole variety of ways. I mean, at one point, I even built a device that intended to be uh, in a house where somebody who claimed to be abducted would be, and it would automatically detect movement in the room and start video recording and audio recording. <laughs> Ultimately, I didn't do that because it seemed like a big liability, as you can imagine. But in any case, to get back to the main question is, I got interested in all that, and when I was a graduate student at UCLA in the computer science department, uh, having been there since about 1969, to get my bachelor's in engineering, there was a guy named Shlomo Arnon who decided to form a UFO research group. And at that time, I was really interested and joined him and a few other people. I managed to get some meeting space in the computer science department. This was the mid-70s at that time. And it turned out that group, which over the years included all kinds of people in the UFO field, including, for instance, Ann Druffel, who passed away just this year. Uh, We met every single month at one person's home or another and shared information and knowledge of all kinds. And we met up in person to person only until a few years ago and kept up all of our mutual interests that way. As a matter of fact, maybe because of COVID, when we all got so Zoom conscious, we started the meetings up again, and now we're doing them again by that means for the last several months. But I must say that unlike most of the people who are deeply into this field that I've ever heard of, I must be unique because I haven't had my own personal experience. 
Which well, is not completely but, unique, Ron. I haven't either. Yeah. Well, do you feel deprived? Spirit. Yeah. I always wonder, though, some people who may have a lot of courage talking about UFOs, if they see one themselves, they'd be scared out of their wits. Not a scientist like you, but, you know, some people. Yeah. You know, as you know, that varies uh, across the board. Some people are scared of the wits, never I don't have anything to do with it anymore. Other people are drawn toward it like we are. And so uh, it's, it's fortunate that some people come to that so that we have people uh, like you and I who care enough to do something about it to uh, enhance our understanding of the world. What you were just talking about there sounded like um, what is in your biography, the Los Angeles UFO Research Group, which you were a founding member of, which you say in your biography, met monthly from 1973 through 2015. That's right. That's it. Yeah, kind of amazing. (laughs) We were a little group uh, by invitation only. We wanted only the people who had the knowledge and capability to follow through with it. Uh, to be involved, and uh, that's what we had. What uh, kind of people came across to your organization? Strictly scientists and engineers, or what? Well, you know, there's Ann, Ann Druffel, for example, who was an author and researcher. Um, there were people that we had several people who are medical doctors, such as John, Dr. John Miller, who actually hosts a camera. He has one of our cameras on his home in, in San Pedro, overlooking the ocean, for example. There are people like other engineers, um, one of whom who hasn't been with the group for a very long time, but he was motivated to do research and built a system and wrote wrote it up uh, who demonstrated how automobiles could be stopped by UFO electromagnetic fields and then spontaneously restart. That was something that, you know, we had heard reported in cases but couldn't figure out, well, how could that ever work? You bring up an interesting point here because we've discussed it on the Powercast, these reports of so-called electromagnetic interference. But the question being here is when the engines start up, was that a matter of the driver just manually starting the engine again or was it spontaneous? No, what what, um, Joe Thomas was his name, what he discovered was it could be spontaneous. But remember that the systems he was reviewing at the time were back in the day with with spark plugs and distributors and that sort of early system. Uh, yeah, not so- you know, I looked into that fairly extensively at one point myself to try and trace back exactly what happened with these situations. And in all except for a very tiny percentage, it turned out that while the car did stall, the people were able to start it, but they started it themselves. And so this idea that they were, you know, always, there was this large percentage of of cases where the cars just spontaneously started. You would just say, well, if you heard that, it was probably just somebody making it up. And I think that even the small amount of cases where people say that it happened, they were probably just making it up. They were probably just saying that well, because it's just what people do. They can, they exaggerate their experiences because they hear that this is going on, and therefore it sounds more mysterious to them. Well, that may be true, but regardless of what actually happened in particular cases, what Joe was able to show is that it was theoretically possible for it to restart by itself. Whether it ever did in any particular case is another thing. Okay, so let's have that <laughs> okay. question. Let's cut to the chase. How is it possible to 
caused this to happen? I mean, I don't know if I remember the details of that. In that uh, research was just might have been 20 years ago. Um, but uh, the electromagnetic field would induce um, magnetic uh, currents in the wiring of the car. And if it was at the right frequency and energy, it could disrupt the ignition to the extent where it be, it become uh, unsynchronized and the spark plugs wouldn't fire correctly and therefore it would stop. Um, and how it restarted is a murkier to me right now. I do remember that he figured that out. But I'd have to I'd have to get the paper in order to uh, remember what the what the point of that was. But um, sure, yeah, no, I could I could see how it would be possible uh, in certain circumstances. For example, if the ignition key is left on. Mm-hmm. Now, if the ignition key is left on, okay. If it can stop it, it can probably start it. But if that ignition key is turned off, there's no way to get the uh, an electrical circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. But, right. you know, if, if a person's car stalled, they might not have thought to turn the key back into the off position. Oh, very. I mean, you can you imagine know? the state of mind when this was going on. Sure, they would just leave it, you know. So, I mean, you know, maybe maybe I'm being a little too critical there. But, but yeah, no, interesting stuff. Yeah. That's just to illustrate, you know, your question of what kind of people we had involved. And these were scientists, engineers, authors, doctors. And, but moreover, whoever they were, they had a deep interest and a long-time uh, interest and um, a good background in, in educating themselves about the subject. And so they could contribute to the group, and that's what LAUFORG did. And I imagine that probably some of them, at least, had had actual UFO experiences themselves. I think in some cases they did, yeah. It wasn't... I don't recall was a really big part of why they were involved. It, it, you know, you know, for all of us, it might help. But what was important is the contribution to our mutual understanding through meeting together and sharing insights. Did you have a publication or do you have any way we can look up the work that you did? Unfortunately, not. <laughs> no, that's just, you know, it was. Yeah, no, there's, it's a, just a private group, and, and it's, I don't believe it's ever been written up, you know, exactly what, what all went on. It would, you know, it was what just... What would be a, really cool is is if you can, if you do happen to have any of those papers, that you would, uh, your authors or contributors from your group would allow to be put out there, is uh, to add them to the UFO DAP site. Yeah. Uh, that, would, that could be really interesting, you know, revive it a little bit. That is a that's a good suggestion. I should go back and look and see. Um, I do know of one particular paper that was published that anybody could go find, um, and that is um, one of the folks in our group. Um, let me see. I'll look it up here. Um, While he's looking it up, let me remind yeah. you: it's ufodap.com. Ron Olch is the wet master and chief cook and bottle washer and all that good stuff. With Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. 
After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware. Not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients. American made with American ingredients employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value, free, by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours, free, 2020safe.net. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. And now, Ron, you were looking up this paper with right. regard to one gonna, of the members of your L.A. UFO group. Yeah, uh, one, one guy in the group for a long time is Dr. Eric Kelson, who actually uh, is at a uh, professor of chemistry at Cal State University, Northridge. He has several interests in the field. One particular side interest he had was photoanalysis. It turned out that Anne Druffel managed to get the original photographs, which were um, instant photos, from um, a uh, event in Santa Ana, and I think it was the 60s, you may be familiar with, in which a UFO was shot, a, a very highly structured, close craft, and about a number of photos were taken. And there's a whole big story about what became of them and so on, and how they got them back and all that. Ultimately, she got those photos to Eric. He digitized them at a very high resolution, uh, did some analysis and managed to find some optical uh, and uh, atmospheric effects which couldn't be seen otherwise. And so kind of verified that this craft may have, uh, I mean, it's maybe a little speculation, but might have had a ionization field surrounding it that attracted some pollutants in the air and created uh, a uh, dark area and actually, when the craft finally flew away at a, at a very high rate, it left a, actually left a ring behind, which is a fascinating effect. By doing this photo enhancement, one could see perturbations to the 
ground underneath where the target um, object was, how the uh, grass and uh, dirt were swirling and so on, as reported by the person who took the photos. Now, ultimately, what happened was is that Eric published the whole paper in the Journal of Scientific Exploration. One could find it there. The important thing here is that you folks were not just running around looking at sightings and collecting brief bits of no. data, but actually yeah. trying to do scientific research to figure out what was going on. Exactly. Yeah. We exactly didn't go around collecting data, interviewing people. There were other people more than qualified to do that, such as um, UFON field investigators, but that wasn't our function. What so about when- things like edge cases, abductions, stuff like that? Has any of that interested you? I could think if somebody is having abductions, sticking a camera in their bedroom would be helpful, but there always seem to be strange things happening when they've tried that. Well, that is exactly what I mentioned I built a system to do way back when. The, uh, the, the issue that I, w- I was afraid of, the uh, liability issue. You know, you put a camera in someone's bedroom and God knows what you pick up, right? It, I mean, it's, it's, it would start moving when anything, um, anything moved, uh, which would not be good. So we never did. I didn't want to implement it. Um, perhaps there have been a, been a way to get around those perceived limitations. If you're doing this, somebody signs a release. They understand the consequences. We don't want to see them engaged in certain practices with a a fellow human being. That's right. And, you know, you'd want them to review it and sign off on anything that came out of it and all those things. I actually wrote up at the time, I believe, like an NIH qualified release. But but again, we just didn't go ahead with it. It was maybe it was a little lame, but we just do it. I, I still have that system. It was like. A big box, thin, tall box with a camera embedded in it and a, and a PIR sensor, in other words, an infrared heat sensor that would to detect motion, just like a, you know, same kind of sensor used in uh, alarm systems. That was the idea anyway. And so somebody worked. out there is having Pardon. abductions. They could Pardon. theoretically contact you and say, let me give it a try. Uh, they could. Um I think if if I did that today, I'd probably use a, you know the, the OTDAU system we already described because it's simpler, better, faster, cheaper, you know, and all those <laughs> everything, all those good ways. Uh, technology has moved on. In other words, it could cons- that could be done with no more than a typical little webcam that people have in their homes now. Uh, they are uh, uh, IP cameras. Uh, or USB cameras, both of which are readily interfaced to OTDAU. It already does that. Um, they could just uh, have a co- another uh, the computer sitting anywhere in the house, you know, running the software, just just waiting for something to happen. If anything moves, then it would record it. Whether it was yeah, if they set the camera to be in normal color mode, or they set it to be so-called black and white or near infrared mode, which most little cameras do. Right. I was going to ask you, sort of. Um, and I think I know a couple of the answers, but uh, it'd be good to hear sort of from you what maybe in a little bit more detail. What sort of advantage does your system have over something like one of the security cameras that you you can monitor remotely on your cell phone now? I mean, I know a guy, he's got like three or four of them around his place, and he can just pull up his cell phone and show me exactly what's going on at his place at any time. Right. Well, it's going to, it, it's, first of all, it's it's going to see 
um, changes. It does that, but it's going to see everything all the time without discrimination. Uh, also, typically, those kinds of cameras are only good for seeing things which are relatively close. That's their purpose. Um, whereas UFODAP, the kinds of cameras and the systems employed can see far distant objects. Some objects which only cover, uh, which will be uh, detected and then tracked, which are the two phases, uh, which may only cover a few pixels in the camera field of view. So they've got a built-in zoom then? I'm assuming, is it optical zoom? Yes. Very that good. That two of the cameras that are, you see on the website are for sale now. One of them has up to 12 times optical zoom, and the other one is 30 times. And the other really important thing compared to the cameras you're mentioning is these are kind of high-end, but still relatively inexpensive, thank God for technology currently, kinds of cameras where they are very, very light-sensitive. In fact, they're starlight-sensitive. So, right. Yeah, I saw one. Uh, what you've got a sample there where the International Space Station is uh, going over. It doesn't track it in the in the example that you've got, but you can see it going yeah. over quite clearly. Yeah, that was a, a a sample that was taken by one of our um, guys who has a system uh, who's out in he lives in Walla Walla, Washington, and he has it mounted on his house, and that was uh, an interest of his. So. In the process of helping him, uh, you know, do that first initial use of the system, he captured that video and shared it with me, and I used it as an example. Uh, he he knew that it had some gaps. You know, you can see some gaps in the recording, but in the real world, you know, it would be continuous motion. One of the really interesting things, also, that OTDAU does now that other systems, you know, had no had no need to consider and don't bother with is the following. Oftentimes, you want to see things in the night sky, right? The night sky, if it's clear at all to see anything, is full of stars and planets and stuff that blinks, right? right. And they sit there blinking and twinkling. Those things would trigger the camera all the time, and you don't want that. So what the, what the software has a mode, which is can be disabled if one wants to, but typically it's there. The system automatically knows when it's nighttime versus daytime. And if it's nighttime, it enables this mode where it samples the night sky for a period of time and recognizes all those little objects. And it puts a little purple circle around every one of them. And there's an example in the website of this uh, to show which things that it wants to ignore. After that period of time, it goes kind of in its normal tracking mode. Now, when something new comes along that is not close to one of those purple circles, one of the, close to one of those constant objects, it knows not to ignore it. Otherwise, it would. So that's just one of a number, as I was saying, a number of ways of discriminating between things of not of interest and things that are. And by using that method, uh, on using the camera in the SLV, I was getting constant stream of meteors and aircraft, for example. Ron Ultras here, UFODAP.com is a site to check out where he's setting up a network of equipment to photograph, record UFO-related events. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in The Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. 
After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Attention business owners body slammed by overwhelming debt. If your business is in trouble, hassled by creditors, if you're frustrated, finally fed up with big business bailouts while your business has been left for dead, please listen close. There's a brand new fast track bankruptcy. Some have even called it the biggest small business bailout in American history. Designed for individuals and their businesses. And look, almost no one knows about this yet. My attorney wasn't even aware of it. The truth is, beating the system has never been easy because it's rigged in a sense against the little guy. But here's the jaw-dropping news nobody's talking about. They've literally just changed the system so that you can beat it. But only if you understand how the new game has to be played. Find out if you qualify at pocketsoflight.com. This government-backed small business repair program is still legal, but may not be renewed after the election. Fight back fairly. Fight back ethically at pocketsoflight.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Ron, over the years, your long-term interest in UFOs, have you formed any conclusions as to what you think is behind it? Well, I hate to be too conclusive trying to be scientific about it. I mean, personally, I I feel that it's at least a portion of it that people report all the time uh, is sufficiently what we might call nuts and bolts kind of stuff, such that it can be seen and felt and recorded by people. I mean, God knows, you know, people are familiar with all the cases of um, effects on uh, the ground and on people's health and in many other physical ways. And that is the segment of the phenomenon that I'm focused on. Um, I think it's valuable to focus on other potential parts of the phenomenon. And I leave it to other people to try to do that. And I'm sure there's an overlap there too, you know. Uh, That's why I've introduced um, spectral analysis. And that's why there's other aspects of phenomenon that are very uh, technical physics that we may not understand that uh, show up in uh, very unusual ways on film occasionally. But that's the direct, generally the direction I'm going at this time. How is it that you and Chris met up? Oh, well, that's very interesting because through LAUFORG, LAFORG, the LA group you mentioned, and that's during the, the, that when that group was happening, we got connected up at the time with one of the members who was Wayne Hollenbeck, who is a good friend of Chris. Wayne and Chris had started what's called the Camera Project years before. And again, that project and my project, we know nothing about each other at all. It was just the most amazing happenstance that Wayne got involved with LAUFRG and talked about the camera project. And it turned out the camera project was something where they raised some amount of money. They bought some, you know, uh, security cameras, kind of like I use now. But they were only, you know, just setting them up somewhere, at least they wanted to. They, they, they tried to get some permanent mounts, but that didn't go really well. But they were just going to, they were continuously recording video, which was, they recognized was not going to do it. And they actually got some money to pay some guys in Pisa, Italy, some university professors who volunteered and while well, being paid to write some software that would only record moving objects. When Wayne heard about what I was doing, he said, oh, my God, that's exactly what we're trying to do, except I'd already done it. And these guys in Italy were fumbling around, apparently, and weren't able to complete. So they turned their attention and funds from them to me, and I completed that aspect of the project. Excellent. So this was, of course, uh, the Christopher O'Brien San Luis Valley camera project, which uh, we've been following yeah, for years here on the Paracast. And uh, so it's little by little you guys are making these um, steps of progress towards something that you know, we're hoping that we can really get some data in with. So this sounds very positive. That's so, exactly right. One when, thing I really, but yeah. what year was it that you hooked up with Chris then? 
Oh, I think that was, that must have been at least three years ago. Okay. Maybe more. I want to point out one really important thing that we're doing compared to the camera project um, and some of these other projects. As I mentioned, there's this other thing called the MSDA or multi-sensor. Imagine that there's an event where you not only had one camera recognizing and tracking that optical event, but at the exact same time, you had another box that was uh, recording changes to the electromagnetic or gravitational field at that exact same time. And it was also recording fluctuations in the RF field, the radio frequency spectrum. Remember, there's a radio receiver in the MSDO as well, which continuously scans a selected portion of the radio spectrum. And, and all of that is uploaded through the Internet to that software I mentioned called Mission Control. When Mission Control sees a change of any of those parameters, all the different parameters the MSDO does, whether it's, whether it's a strange change in the electromagnetic field, uh, the RF field, or magnetometry, or whatever, uh, it starts recording all that. In addition, it's at the same time, it can be looking at up to six different data acquisition units, and say two of those could be the OTDAU, say controlling two different cameras in that area. If both of those cameras lock onto the same object at the same time and are tracking it, then mission control has the capability of triangulating where that object is exactly and calculates its position above the Earth in speed, size, and so on, and plots all that on a real-time moving Google map, and it records all of that. So this is way beyond just looking for moving objects. This is looking for coordinated scientific data that shows in a way that you can't get from random reports by, you know, no matter how qualified the person. Right. Uh, I mean, you've got, uh, with triangulation, then you're going to get distance, in other words, for exactly. people who are less techie out there. So if you see some dot up in the sky, one of the big uh, complaints of the skeptics would be, well, you know, you know, it could be 20 million miles away. You don't know where it is, right? right? But if you've got triangulation, you can figure that out. And then if you've got this other data that goes along with it, then you can say, well, it wasn't just a, you know, a floating balloon or a bird or something like that. It was something more unusual than that. You're exactly right. And so you combine all these different, these abilities, which didn't exist before, being able to triangulate and knowing exactly how far away it was from, uh, you know, exactly where it is on over the earth and its altitude and its speed in real time. That's a game changer as is getting all that other data. If, if, if the system also happens to include an MSDAU, all that data together, all time-synchronized, locked together, paints a picture of an event that has never been done before. You know, before we proceed with the work that Ronald has done, we're going to talk to Chris O'Brien, former co-host of the Paracast. How are you doing, Chris, by the way? Um, I'm doing good. Today's, today was a little bit difficult, but... Uh... I'm doing good, uh, feeling uh, better, and, uh, you know, been uh, uh, keeping myself out of trouble. Full-time job. I've been with you, it would be. 
In any case, in our next segment, I'm going to ask you how you hooked up with Ron Olch in setting up this project, because he's been giving us all the nuts and bolts and the background stuff that you've heard three or four thousand times. And we want to look at where you stand, because you've been talking on the Paracast for several years about the UFO camera project for the San Luis Valley. And now, with all this coming together, it's really, really going to be fascinating where it goes. We've got Chris O'Brien, Ron Olch, Gene Steinberg, and Jay Randall Murphy. You're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to TeamGaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's TeamGaday.com with longevity. TeamGaday.com. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. Congress is holding a rare weekend session as it tries to pass both a coronavirus stimulus bill and a general budget bill before a Sunday midnight deadline to fund the federal government. One of the issues still being negotiated in a COVID relief bill would be stimulus checks to most Americans. Senator Bill Cassidy said those are fine to include in the bill, but the Louisiana Republican tells Fox News that Congress should focus on helping out small businesses specifically. The checks are okay, but the folks who are really hurting are the folks who are about to lose their business and laying off folks who otherwise would be employed. I say the best stimulus check is a paycheck. So I think there's a little bit of a different philosophy there. If we can, you know, if if checks are part of the deal, they'll be part of the deal. I think Ron Johnson's point was, let's take care of the folks who are really hurting, the unemployed, the folks about to lose their business, and therefore folks about to lose their jobs. This is USA Radio News. As negotiations over a coronavirus stimulus bill continue, Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey is raising an issue with the provision in the CARES Act that was passed earlier this year. Toomey wants to limit the Federal Reserve's emergency powers to provide loans to businesses, cities, and states, powers that it was given in the CARES Act. Senator Bill Cassidy believes that's a power that should remain with the legislative branch. He tells ABC News that Congress shouldn't be delegating its fiscal responsibilities to other agencies. If the Fed is going to have powers for an emergency, Congress can grant those powers. But Congress should not continue giving away authority to the executive branch, to the Fed, etc. That's not how our founding fathers set it up. They wanted Congress to actually deliberate. We showed we could deliberate quickly. We can get the Fed with the authority and the Fed with the money for whatever is needed. Uh, but I personally would rather power to reside where our founding fathers wanted it to be in Congress and not cede it to other agencies. This is USA Radio News.
Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Now, one more thing here. Of course, Chris was hoping to get here a little bit earlier on the PowerCast, but now you have three feet of snow on his front lawn or whatever it is. And that's the price you pay, Chris, for moving from Arizona to New York. Yeah, it's the most snowfall they've had here in 26 years. We got nailed last night. It started around 3, 4 o'clock, and it snowed and snowed and snowed until about 7, 8 this morning. And we were, at one point, about 3 inches an hour. All the windows, uh, the snow is above the windows. Uh, it blew in and, and uh, you know, piled up against the, uh, the back door. And, you know, in order to be safe with uh you know some old guys here with some health issues we we literally had to dig our way out to the driveway and then you know kind of dig our way out to the wood pile and and uh i I just i mean i'm used to you know snow being in colorado for so many years but it's been a while since i put that kind of time in to do the the heavy lifting <laughs> so, yeah, you'll probably feel it in the next day or two it's good well, for you. no i i feel it <laughs> right now believe me <laughs> but it's, uh, it's so good great exercise. to have you back on the show yeah. though chris thanks thanks randall i appreciate it and uh low gene the man of the moment here is ron olch who uh i must say is uh uh, just an amazing guy, and I'm I'm so uh, grateful, happy, and honored to uh, be working with him. He's taking this proto scientific field forward, kicking and screaming by the scruff of the neck. So, uh, and what he's doing is historic. I am so honored to be uh, a part of the process, and you know, it's it's a perfect storm of uh, <laughs> well, exactly you know, like have nor'easter, but. <laughs> You've just been essential to making it happen. Well, thank you, you guys. I appreciate merged your projects. Like Chris, you had the San Luis Valley yeah. camera project, right? Quickness. Well, we have to, we have, before we really, uh, you know, talk about the history of the project, the, the, the mover and shaker that unfortunately uh, we don't have with us today was, uh, you know, my, my dear friend, Wayne Hollenbeck, who he, he and I for years, for 12 years, we, 
we really attempted to, as neophytes and non-engineers and non-computer scientists, uh, and uh, you know, not having Ron's uh, education, his absolute dedication and and talent uh, to stick to doing the engineering, um, we were floundering around trying to get this thing done in the valley up there in Colorado. You know, we really we knew what we wanted, we knew what we needed, but we weren't quite equipped, uh, in, you know, in terms of our education and 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 stuff to equipped to, to to actually get it. And it wasn't until Ron became involved that uh, that the thing really, this whole idea and this whole project, you know pooling our talents uh, it's really leapt forward by leaps and bounds and I really wish that Wayne was alive to, uh, to, to see it he'd be so proud I mean he almost single handedly kept this thing alive I mean I, I was so um, just over it from so many times Of you get frustrated after you fail you know, so many times of trying to get something done, uh, people fall through, uh, equipment falls through. You know, all the all the trials and tribulations of of the experimental process of trying to you know you know re- kind of create the wheel in a, in a sense. And uh, it wasn't until Ron got got involved that uh, we really really started to make progress. Well, you know, your persistence is certainly to be admired because it's been years in the making. And now it looks like you've got systems that have got totally proof of concept. We've checked out some of the videos there. You've got cameras that can track things with gratings for uh, identifying from spectra. I assume maybe that will give you some clues as to what might be, you know, the, the, say, light gives you an indication what the thing might be made of. Uh, Polarizers, distance. Are you going to be setting this up out in the San Luis Valley too to complete this, the original San Luis Valley camera project? Yeah, it, it, you know, if we hadn't had this uh, this awful year of of you know COVID, um, we were scheduled and, and we have the entire trip and and the uh, you know the actual operating costs for the first year. We have it all paid for. Um, we've been able to. Um, uh, I'm not sure if Ryan was able to to cover our, our uh, association with uh, the UFO data project, but um, we've actually uh, kind of. I don't know, Ron. How would you say we sort of we they folded their hand in the card game because uh, you came up with the with the gear and they said, well. We really don't think that we need to continue on with UFO data as as our, you know, as our goal stated because you guys have already done it. So how about how can we help you guys yeah, um, so. take it to the next step? And so we've pooled our talents. Ron, why don't you uh, tell them about yeah I, about I, Mark and that's right. I mentioned it previously. Yeah. I remember when we first discussed with them, I came up with the thought that they readily agreed to where we would, you know, we originally wanted to not only collect the data, but also have the, re- the data repository uploading and analysis aspects, because we didn't know of anybody else trying to do that. And then they came along, and they had thought of doing kind of both of those things also. And we said, gee, why don't you FODAP? We'll just focus on what we're good at, which is all the engineering design and development and distribution and maintenance and su- supply uh, and support of all the hardware and software to collect the raw data 
And you, UFO Data, you provide the website to upload and store it and um, analyze it, do all those things. And it's a perfect marriage. And that's what we're all focused on right now. And now we're both part, as I mentioned, of the SCU. And we trade complimentary uh, discussions through that. And uh, in fact, uh, I'm going to be doing, a, I guess, a poster board presentation or something at their next national meeting in June, whether it's live or virtual. I don't know yet for sure, but they've invited me to do that. So uh, to get more and more people uh, with a uh, proper scientific and technical bent focused on all this. And the UFO data has put out the word to get help to accomplish their end of the end of the deal. Well, this sounds like such a positive, forward-moving, action-oriented project rather than, you know, so many people, uh, and myself included, because I just don't have the kinds of resources. I've tried to get people together to work on something like this, but you guys are actually doing it. It's an action-oriented thing that could actually produce some sort of results instead of sort of just You know, you sit on the Internet, you look around, you research through all of this stuff that's already been done and said, and maybe you'll find something kind of new and interesting to talk about. But I think that this really is what could take the whole field to the next step. That's exactly right, Randall. That's very well said. And what what you and Gene are doing here today is an essential part of getting the word out and letting people uh, uh, know that such a thing is happening and hopefully encourage some participation. How transparent will you guys be if you get in? Like, suppose you have uh, some sort of an alien craft come up and, you know, it's really clear and it's in your field of view. And, you know, is, are you going to just tell the world or, or, or are you going to sell it to CNN or, or uh, what's the plan? Well, you know, I, I hope that this will go through an appropriate scientific vetting process. Uh, the, the worst thing we could do is take some raw data out of nowhere and put it out there and say, ah, oh, we've got, we figured out what this is. You know, this is like almost a, a, an IFO, right? That would be bad, as you can imagine. Hey guys, let's do our break. We've got here Ron Olch, Christopher O'Brien, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, talking about the UFODAP.com site and the realization, finally, of Chris O'Brien's dream of a camera project to track paranormal events. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out 
out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Hi, Peter Date.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Like old times Chris O'Brien saying that. Let's have our applause here. Come on, Randall, applause. You see, I could also dub in fake applause and have a big crowd, but you see now it's a virtual crowd. Let's do that. You really want to do that? No, the audience wants something genuine. There are four people here, and that's it. And that's how it goes. Now, this is always the thing I wonder when you have a project going on where you're trying to track the presence of UFOs. What if the UFOs decided, you know what, we don't want to go there because of that? 
It doesn't matter. We have one of the most active military training routes uh, in the inventory of, of flight, uh, you know, flight uh, areas uh, in the country uh, utilized by the Air National Guard and by the U.S. Air Force uh, to, you know, possibly test new and exotic aircraft. Uh, we also have incredible amounts of you know, potentially as yet identified natural processes that people mistake, I think, for something, uh, you know, ex- extraordinary. And, uh, you know, heck, we could even uh, help count uh, whooping cranes or <laughs> sandhill cranes <laughs> flying over. There, there's a lot of different uh, applications that this particular type of system could provide um, users. And, um, you know, there's two billion dollars worth of methane that's right out in front of our of our uh, main camera site between us and the Great Sand Dunes National Park, and uh, seeing some of that gas fluoresce or seeing the piezo effects of the quartz and the Sangre de Cristos shooting up, uh, you know, cold sparks into the atmosphere, earthquake lights, you know, the the earthquake fault lights. There's a bunch of things that, uh, you know, natural processes that that we could uh, help science, uh, you know, get get a little bit more data to um, to help analyze uh, what these things are and and, um, you know, uh, contribute to the process of our understanding of the natural world. So it's it's not only, uh, you know, aliens and UFOs that we're after. We're after anomalous aerial objects or events that um, science has been unable uh, to analyze because possibly these things are too infrequent they're not uh, they're not um, predictable obviously and it's very difficult uh, you know to actually demonstrate that these uh, that these types of processes are happening so you know, we've got a whole array of gear, as I'm sure Ron has, has talked about, and and you can apply that in many, many different ways and for many different reasons. So basically Chris, here, you could basically uh, sell this service to other companies to enhance whatever they're doing. Yeah, in theory, yeah, we could. Obviously, we do have, and I think Ron would agree, we do have our our priorities and what we're really looking to uh, to demonstrate, uh, and, you know, some data and, and get some events uh, captured. But um, you know, there's unintended consequences that could happen as well that I think would um, would just show uh, that wonderful. <laughs> You know, axiom as 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 we as we move forward and our technology gets more sophisticated, um, you know, we may be able to overwhelm mysteries with data. Well, there's a big question I have of this too, which is, can a system like this, these systems, be fooled in any way? I'm sure they can. Let's find out how. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fooled in in what sense? I mean, clearly. Things could happen that require some careful analysis because you don't know what they are right away, which is typical of the phenomenon and many other natural phenomena, right? Right. Exactly. Uh, What I wanted to ask, 
Chris there. And, and this is for some of our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with what we're talking about as we are. Uh, you're going to be your, your primary location for this is the San Luis Valley, I'm assuming. And that's where you want to get the multiple cameras set up so you can get triangulation right. and and stuff. So can you tell us a little bit more about the San Luis Valley? Give us a bit of a background because all kinds of really interesting things have happened there. So tell our listeners kind of what that's about and some of your history with the Valley, Chris. Yeah, well, I, as longtime listeners of uh, the Paracast know, I... I spent the entire nine, 1990s as a uh, field investigator, networker, um, kind of a liaison between uh, the public, law enforcement, um, the national parks and national forests. I became a clearinghouse uh, locally for people that had unusual experiences um, to give them recourse, uh, in, in other words, some place where they or a person that they could go to without fear of ridicule um, to talk about their experiences, um, submit their evidence. Um, and then, you know, I kind of, after 10 years, I had amassed quite a database of unusual experiences. And I, I can really safely say with all confidence that I really firmly believe that the San Luis Valley is, if not the most anomalous area in North America, it is uh, way up there in the top two or three anomalous areas in in our continent, Uh, meaning that it has a a variety and intensity of unusual experiences that you're not going to find everywhere else. Uh, Everything from all types of UFO sightings, um, every different type of size and and color of orb, of um, structured craft, uh, from huge, you know, blot out the sky, black triangles, uh, some even reported by law enforcement being accompanied by conventional aircraft uh, to, uh, you know, small uh, scout type ships. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, you just run down the gamut of, of things that you see on the internet, uh, you know, whether it's cryptozoological things like Bigfoot and, and haunted sites and, uh, you know, strange occult uh, claims of occult activity, flying humanoids. Um, uh, the list goes on and on. Right. You've got a book about it, in fact, too, Mysterious Valley, which I happen to have. It's a very good book, too, that describes a lot of these things. He actually has several books on the subject. Well, on, Is, on, the, on the valley, I have three, yeah. Right. And, you, and Secrets of the Mysterious Valley. And then what is your third book? Enter the Valley, which was the... Uh, was supposed to be part two of my first book, but they wouldn't they wouldn't release it because it, it would have been too big to combine both books. It would have been uh, five six hundred pages. So they uh, they told me to uh, <laughs> you know cut it out. So I did, and then I assembled the um, all the historical data and um, stuff like religious miracles and treasure legends and the first serial killer in North America. And, you know, some really interesting stories from the history of the area. Um, that was all, um, put under its own, 
titled you know, Enter the Valley. And then Secrets of the Mysterious Valley was the additional 10 years of, of investigative work that I did after the first two books came out. Also talked about my relationship with uh, Lawrence Rockefeller, who funded me for two years and um, got into some of the more uh, uh, personal stuff that, that I, you know, what it was like to actually go through a 10-year process of, of investigating these uh, uh, just be- bewildering kaleidoscope of phenomenal events. You know, when you talk about Rockefeller, you think we've got some really rich people these days worth far more than Lawrence <laughs> Rockefeller was worth. Yeah. We've got Jeff Bezos. We've got Bill Gates. We've got a few Elon people Musk. out there. Warren Buffett, yeah. you name them, 10, 20 people. Any of whom yeah. could send out, hey, here's a billion dollars, have fun. Well, here's an interesting thing. Uh, UFO data is a 501c3. So that is a convenient mechanism that one of those groups might want to donate to. Right. Yeah, good point. U- UFO DAP is a California LLC, which just which is just me. And I just, you know, I did that just for, you know, to operate properly in California, the trivial thing. But but that again, our collaborations are going to make it possible to to uh, sustain ourselves through individuals just buying equipment. But there's also that mechanism we just mentioned, where a you know a Bill Gates or somebody could come along and right. do something more substantial properly. Have you folks tried to devise a way to get in touch with these people, acquaint them with what's going on and what the advantages might be to them? of doing this we'll have that answer and hold that answer for our next segment because we're talking with chris o'brien ronald gene and randall and we're talking about ufo dap that's p like in peter by the way ufo dap.com more to come with gene and randall you're in the paracast for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S dot com. 
Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So the question I asked here of our group, Chris and Ron, have you thought of any ways to approach the rich, the famous, those swimming in money to let you guys have some of it for this project? You know, I can't answer for Ron. I, I, I would think no, uh, he hasn't. No, I um, You know, I, I, I really think that uh, the results will speak for themselves. And I think nothing breeds success like success. And I, I really have a feeling that once we, we really get this thing underway. I mean, we've been put back a year with this COVID thing, and once we get, um, you know, our three cameras up, we get our multi sensor data acquisition unit uh, in place, we start generating, uh, you know, quality data, then I think I think the interest is going to come to us. I, I, <laughs> let's put it this way. I, I, whenever I've gotten involved in projects where, you know, people with lots of money get involved, they tend to want it to be, uh, they want control. Uh, all of a sudden, the project becomes their project. Um, and that's that's one of the downsides of having uh, deep pockets interested in what you're doing. Uh, all of a sudden, it becomes theirs. <laughs> so uh-huh. uh, we, we want to avoid any situation where there might be some sort of uh, compromise happening with the data, uh, most importantly. We, we want to keep as pristine a scientific uh, environment as possible. And oftentimes, uh, people with deep pockets, uh, and there are exceptions. I think uh, Brandon Fugel, for instance, who uh, has uh, uh, you know, bought the um, so-called uh, Skinwalker Ranch, I think um, based on what I know of his efforts and and, and and stuff. He he's doing it right. He's a guy with a lot of money that is not uh, perhaps as invested uh, egoically into the results. I, I think he truly uh, is curious and wants you know wants to come up with scientifically viable explanations for what is going on there uh, in Fort at the ranch in Fort Duchesne. Now he's an exception to the rule. Well, Lawrence Rockefeller was an exception to the rule. Uh, when he funded me, he he told me that, you know, that what he was doing was giving me a gift, 
And by definition, that gift uh, had no strings attached. And but he would really appreciate it if I would keep him up to speed on what I was doing, and and uh, share with him some of the results of, of or, or the process and results of of my investigative work. Uh, I won't get involved personally with with rich people who. You know, I have uh, egos that need uh, to be in control of everything. Uh, yeah, you don't want don't to have, have too many fingers in the pie there, that's for sure. But, I mean, people can, if they want to help support you financially, you've got a GoFundMe page mm-hmm. for the UFO DAP for the San Luis Valley Project. So people can go there, and then you can provide to them. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what you're situation is there if they get any special perks for going there or or what what does a person get if they send you well, a donation well, the, the the way uh, i think ron brought up um a good point is that uh, with our association now and you know in a limited way a partnership with ufo data who again is a 501c3 that would enable somebody with deep pockets to get involved and then be able to write the money off um, you know, individual donations uh, through uh, GoFundMe or helped uh, get the initial cameras installed. I mean, we did a GoFundMe project and and the wonderful uh, response we had from people, we were able to send me out there and get uh, our first two cameras up in order to get it past that hurdle that we find ourselves at right now with getting the multi-data uh, package up and get it, get the additional cameras up on top of the original cameras. We need to get that done first. And I, I really don't want, and I'm sure Ron would agree, uh, we, we don't want anybody involved in that initial, uh, in terms of deep pockets. We, we want it to be as unfettered independent. and independent, right, on on, yeah. on other people's controls and stuff. Uh, Ron has put way too much time and effort and energy uh, to to have it become some rich guy's pet project. Uh, it, it's just that's not going to happen. When we expand and we start to go globally, when we start to go to hotspot areas around the world and we start, you know, having – people hired to actually man equipment in the M triangle in in Russia or uh, some some of the places that uh, we've ID'd in South America uh, the zone of silence in Mexico I mean I, there's a whole list of places that I would love to see this type of gear set up that would be cool uh, to get all these nodes because don't forget this is a a, a, a nodule kind of a um, a component s- setup. It's everything is module. So you know we could have a an expanding web all around the planet, all feeding in uh, data to to a central location. Uh, that's the wonder of this technology and this wonderful age we live in now. Uh, the internet is has really opened this whole you know sky's the limit. <laughs> well, just before the last break, we we touched on the issue of transparency. So yeah. The thing is, is just before you were able to join us on the show, we were talking about how the cameras are monitored. And they're monitored by the individual stations who then have to send the data in to UFO data for further mm-hmm. analysis. Yeah. Yes and no. Oh, okay. Yes and no. If, if right. they want to be part of the UFODAF system uh, and part of the network, then the data will automatically be sent to us. 
that, if they don't and they want it, they want to be autonomous on their own, that's cool too. But uh, we have some, uh, you know, some ideas on how to to uh, entice people into becoming part of a team as opposed to being autonomous. And uh, if they do decide to do that and share their data, then that data would go to a centralized receptacle or repository yeah. of data, and then it would be subsequently analyzed by experts. Yeah. And giving right. an example, uh, OTDAU I mentioned has the capability today uh, to do two things after data is co- each time data is collected, and one of them is it can automatically send an, a notifying email to up to three different email addresses and attach as many files as it can up to the 20 megabyte attachment limit uh, to indicate what happened. Uh, that's just to give a person a heads up that, gee, your system detected something. But the other thing it can do also as an option is upload all the data to uh, Google Drive. And that we could easily um, uh, add to that uh, an FTP capability to interface that to what uh, UFO data is doing. And I think it's a natural progression uh, as we move along in our collaboration. When they get the mechanism to accept the data, we can create the mechanism to automatically send it right. if the sender wants to do that. Right. I'm that wondering here really also, great. because you were mentioning, Ron, having a PC app here, maybe something that would work on iOS, Apple, or Android phones, smartphones. We have hundreds of millions of people with smartphones. Now, maybe those cameras in those smartphones may not be suited for this kind of work, but they certainly can be suited to grab the data and send it up somewhere. That's true. Good point. Although uh, what we like about the way our setup is designed is that there are no real variables. Uh, uh, We know exactly what we have. When you're dealing with somebody walking around with a cell phone, uh, you don't have as uh, pristine a data collection environment, let's say. And uh, so that would be a little bit more problematic. However, if the person is part of the UFODAP routine, uh, we could figure out a way to integrate um, more of a portable thing into the equation. Although, it's not really, you know, it's not as much of a priority as uh, an actual UFODAP system. We've got more to come with Chris, Ron, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's not over. 
Sadly, our nation is going through tough times again, with no end in sight. And nobody knows what might happen next year. That's why it's a good idea to plan ahead, so you aren't caught off guard. Nothing's more important than having enough food to eat, and we're here to help. We're My Patriot Supply, America's leading emergency preparedness company. We provide long-term emergency food that lasts up to 25 years in storage. When grocery stores run empty or disasters strike, our foods will be there when you need it most. Act now and secure at least a four-week emergency food kit full of tasty meals that provide 2,000 calories a day. We have dozens of emergency food storage kits to choose from. When the government tells you not to go out, you can have the peace of mind that comes from being prepared. When you order from MyPatriotSupply.com, your food will arrive discreetly at your doorstep in no time. Prepare today. Time is short. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. As Chris was mentioning here, that having some kind of mobile device application at this point isn't a priority. I was thinking in terms of being able to more easily share data that's accumulated. But I wanted to ask you, Chris, here, you mentioned, of course, the San Luis Valley being a hotspot of paranormal activity. And you covered just tons of it, writing those mysterious Valley books. What in recent years has occurred, things that you really wish, boy, if we had this system up earlier, we might have caught this? (laughs) 
Oh man, we've had stuff fly right over the uh, uh, the UFO watchtower, and nobody was there watching. And somebody else actually uh, had a camera uh, as they were traveling down uh, Highway 285. We've had a number of very good sighting reports right out in front of where the camera is set up. I'm working right now on a case uh, with Thomas Pay, who's my uh, my guy on the ground there, who's a longtime resident. You know, it was kind of my uh, sort of doing the same thing I did in the 90s, um, you know, as a resident. He's uh, running around and networking with folks and finding out about incredible stories. And, and one event, which I, I really shouldn't talk too much about, but it uh, involves a uh, up close and personal uh, CE3, a close encounter of the third kind with, with uh, an actual entity involved. And then subsequently the following day, uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, ubiquitous, uh, you know, army personnel uh, checking the area out with, uh, you know, a story that didn't quite ring true about a crashed helicopter. If we had been up and operating when that particular event happened, which I don't have my notes in front of me, but I think it was 2009 or 10, uh, maybe even uh, 11. I'm not sure. But uh, it, it would have been in plain sight of, of uh, the tower. It was only about 14 or 15 miles away as the crow flies. And uh, don't forget, that our cameras are going to be you know, have completely wide open panoramic views uh, stretching hundreds of miles with no obstructions. People who don't live in a place like the valley, I think, fail to to recognize uh, the sight lines and how important they are to a project like this. It doesn't matter where you are in the valley. If you're away from any of the few trees that are out there, you can see, I mean, in, in some cases, uh, three, four hundred miles if you're up high enough, uh, for instance. Uh, anywhere from the center of the valley, you're going to be looking well past the cur- curvature of the earth because you're looking at a horizon that has 14,000 foot mountains that are going up 7,000 feet from the valley floor. So the vistas are, are just breathtaking. And so with those kinds of sight lines and, you know, a total, uh, uh, it's a pristine landscape in terms of, you know, lots of, uh, you don't have the clutter, uh, electronic clutter. Like that if you were going to set up something for a controlled environment. Exactly. Exactly. Is what, yeah, I think is what you're kind of getting yeah. at there. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just perfect. It's perfect as a, a test location to not only test the equipment and, and its capabilities, but to dial it in and really get a good baseline set up and, and a best baseline established with, within which to then bounce other sites and other configurations against in terms of, uh, of data. And that, that's why, I, you know, with Wayne, I was really a stickler. He wanted to go up to Mount Adams. He, you know, he had other places he wanted to go. And I said, but Wayne, uh, none of them are as wide open and pristine as, as this location here in, in Colorado. And, and he, you know, he kind of grudgingly had to admit uh, that I was right. And I think Ron, uh, who, who hasn't been there yet, I think Ron uh, uh, would probably agree that uh, it's 
we have the best of both worlds there. We have very uh, a, a low amount of electronic clutter, a, uh, no obstructions, and and pristine sight lines, and uh, and a preponderance of activity that's uh, you know historic. It goes back, you know, all the way back into the pioneer days. So, you know, you have the best of all worlds there for this type of project. That one, that one event you were just talking about at the beginning there sounds like straight out of an X-Files episode. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. Ron, Ron <laughs> do you plan on, plan on going up there then with Chris and, and getting together and to set this up? How, how are you guys going to do this? Well, <laughs> assuming we all get vaccinated at some point. And right. We, you know, and we get to go, at some uh, God willing, sometime the next year. Yeah. Um, then the question of how we should spend our resources, I mean, um, Chris is ideal because he knows not only the landscape and exactly where things go, he knows the people, has good relationships with all kinds of people and resources and so on. So um, I'd be fascinated to see it, but whether it would be worth um, our, uh, you know, uh, budget to, for me to also go is a, is a good question and a valid one. As a time. practical matter in terms of how things are going. In terms of vaccinations, the second tier of people after essential workers and healthcare workers and those in long-term facilities are those over 65. Chris just about misses it. Randall just about misses it. I assume, Ron, that you do not miss it and that you will be included as I will also be included. Yes, I will. I I tick all the other boxes, so... (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's you have comorbidities, as they say. Yeah. Well, two two trips ago to the San Luis Valley, I died of respiratory failure. <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> I did. We don't, we don't, I, I, did I, did I you have any for, kind of NDE? We have to ask. No, and I, when I woke up, when the EMTs brought me back, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I, I kind of faintly remember this, but they said I was flailing, and, and they, they said, well, what's wrong? What's wrong? Why are you so angry? And I said, I didn't, you know, see a tunnel of light. My brother wasn't there, you know, with a shot. I didn't hear Jimi Hendrix, and now I can't write a book and go on Oprah. <laughs> he didn't have an NDE. <laughs> no, that's not I fair, was, Chris. I was, I was pissed, <laughs> yeah, especially after all of that. You know, it's like, oh man. Yeah, but and I missed. Uh, you know, I had a lecture at the Adam State University, uh, which I really God I been looking forward for almost a year to do that and uh and i couldn't uh i was not allowed to go to the uh to the university to give my my talk i uh, i was so upset and i still have people actually last week somebody reminded me that they were there and they were they were so bummed that i i wasn't able to attend uh my own lecture um but you know it's it's like everything else um we all are here for some sort of reason, and um, I have way too much left to do to check out anytime in the uh, <laughs> in the yeah, uh, not so yeah, distant yeah. future. You can't do it now. It's just, no, no, no I have too much going on, man. Yeah, you got. I'm, I'm I'm working on my own. You know, finally, I've I've decided to to. Uh, I probably really shouldn't talk too much about it, but uh, well, I can't. You know what? Instead of talking about anything, instead of talking about anything, let's break and then we'll ask you. And we won't let you leave until you tell us. Chris, Gene, Ron, <laughs> and Randall, you're in the Purecast. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. The second COVID vaccine is on the move after receiving an emergency use authorization from the Food and Drug Administration on Friday. Moderna's vaccine will move out from a Kentucky facility with deliveries beginning as early as Sunday. General Gustav Perna says the first shipments of shots have already left Moderna's facilities. Distribution of Moderna vaccine has already begun. Moderna has moved vaccine from their fill finished manufacturing sites to McKesson, who will serve as the central distributor. At McKesson distribution centers, boxes are being packed and loaded today. Trucks will begin rolling out tomorrow. The CEO of Operation Warp Speed also apologized Saturday for miscommunications over the number of Pfizer vaccines that were delivered to states this week. Many states complained about receiving fewer numbers of shots than promised in the initial round of deliveries. This is USA Radio News. Congressional leaders are hoping to vote Sunday on a budget bill to fund the federal government and avoid a shutdown. President Trump signed a temporary spending bill, giving Congress another two days to pass a full funding bill. Senator Steve Daines believes something will get done in time. The Montana Republican tells Fox News that it's hard to believe that Congress is still working on this issue more than three months after the beginning of the fiscal year. Mitch McConnell was very clear, nobody's going home for the holidays until we get this deal done. But you got to step back and think about how crazy things are. I mean, what we're talking about here is passing a budget that we're already three months into the current fiscal year. Last time I checked, the federal fiscal year ends on September 30th. It's not like a surprise to anybody. Every year, September 30th occurs on the same day. Here we are, three right, months right. into the fiscal. It, it, it's truly insane in many ways, Neil. You know, people describe D.C. as a work-free drug zone. I think this confirms it. This is USA Radio News. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware, not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients, American-made, with American ingredients, employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. 
That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value free by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours free. 2020safe.net. This is Be the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Exactly according to my plan. Chris O'Brien, Gene Steinberg, Ronald J. Randall Murphy. Okay, Chris, you hinted you're working on something. We don't want to have a spoiler alert. Alert, alert, alert. But you're going to reveal a few things here because we're going to hold your your feet to the fire. Well, it's it's been a, uh, a process. It's been underway almost a year. I've been working developing a um, a television, you know, a non-fiction uh, kind of semi-reality show, TV show about the San Luis Valley and utilizing some of my insights and some of my, my cases and stuff. And I've been offered uh, a show two or three times. I remember uh, back in, what, 2009, Gene, 2010, when I first uh, started my uh, stint as a co-host on the show, that I was uh, talking with Discovery Canada, and they were trying to entice me into doing a show, and they just didn't get it. I said, I'm not going to do a show unless the place is the star and the people are treated with respect and you know i just didn't feel that we were on the same page well i was approached again by another uh concern and it was the the head honcho for program development and he just happened to stumble on the ufo watchtower driving from denver to albuquerque and and said holy (laughs) you know he really didn't have an interest in the subject per se but he, he just thought that it was it was so cool, and, and it really sparked his imagination. He started doing some research and making some phone calls, and, of course, everybody he talked to said, well, you got to talk to Chris. So they tried to kind of sashay around and with winks and nods and say, oh, we're, we're thinking about doing a show. Would you be interested? And I was like, uh, not unless boom, 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 you know, and I had a whole list of things. And uh, I know you're very particular. And but I mean, we respect you for that. Hey, this reminds me, it wasn't that long ago that we had Jacques Vallée on and James Fox. And of course, uh, your name comes up in the end credits for the phenomenon. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I went out uh, on a couple of occasions. Uh, James was really, he was at the end of a, you know, six, seven year uh, project. And, you know, he had uh, two and a half hours of material and he didn't know who to call to to help him kill his babies, as he put it. Each of these little stories or sections of the film were, were like his children. And, uh you know, we were talking at the uh, UFO Congress, and uh, I've known James since, uh, actually, I met him on the Paracast when we, uh, uh, you know, had him and Ben McGee on, uh, you know, their show, Chasing UFOs, that that uh, 
aborted attempt by the Nat Geo channel to uh, do a UFO show, which James uh, <laughs> ended up with some egg and some crap on his face. Uh, he disavowed uh, that show. Do you remember? He, the first episode came out and he and Ben uh, said, hey, we, we don't don't look at us. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that before, uh, in, in much to his credit. So, you know, in, in the meantime, I have struck up a bit of a, a, a friendship with him. And, you know, it's just kind of mutual admiration society, basically, because I, I think he is the, the only filmmaker in this uh, realm that matters uh, in terms of UFO uh, films about UFOs. He, he's head and shoulders above anybody else. Uh, and, and that goes back into the back historically as well so anyway i was uh, you know talking to him at the uh, at the ufo congress and all of a sudden i get a call a couple of weeks later and he says hey you know if i fly you out uh could you carve out some time and and help me uh you know get get this thing finished and put it to bed and get it to a point where we can master it and get it ready for a theatrical release. And I was like, wow, you know, it was one of the most uh, gratifying phone calls I've ever had. I mean, I, I really felt honored uh, to be asked. And then when I got out there and, and, you know, we started working our, you know, just putting in long hours and stuff. And we had fires and the power brownouts that were going on. And we had to move the studio and we were running around just like chickens without a head. But, you know, with a real with a real focus. At one point, I looked at him and said, you know, wh why am I out here? <laughs> you know, why, why are you having me uh, out here and doing this? And he basically said, well, number one, you you, you know about filmmaking. Uh, you're a writer. You're a hell of a lot smarter than I am. And there's only two people at this point that I trust, and that's Jacques Vallée and you. <laughs> and I'm oh. like, whoa, wow. what a compliment. Yeah, no so, kidding. Uh, well, I mean, that really shows what kind of person James Fox is, too. I mean, he comes across as so genuine and dedicated oh, to what man. he's doing. He is an absolute sweetheart. Rebecca, his wife, and his little, his son, Ollie, is just, oh, my God. If I, you know, if, if I had a mean bone in my body, uh, <laughs> I would want to kidnap him and have him as my kid. He's the coolest kid, man. Oh, God. He is so lucky to have a couple of parents like that and i'll tell you james is an absolute sweetheart i count him among my closest friends now um when i went back out there a month or two later and we delivered that thing down to uh to la and uh, you know and i got to spend the whole day with jacques and 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 james you know just in, in an editor alone in a, in a studio i mean it, it just i mean that's God, mm -hmm. pinch me, you know. I mean, yeah, talk that's about the kind of stuff you live for, really. Oh my God, if you you're doing no this idea. sort of thing, yeah, oh. no doubt. You know, and and just you know, they're looking at Jacques and saying, you know, you know, we're, we're working on the part with with David Fravor and the the Tic Tac and all that stuff, and and oh, you're gonna love this. Uh, I said, well, Jacques, so what do you think of of this uh, Nimitz thing and and the Tic Tac and everything? And he he looked at me, he smiled. He rolled his eyes, he shrugged his shoulders and started to laugh. <laughs> I loved yeah, it. I was man. like, oh, he didn't say a word. He didn't yeah. have to. You he know, didn't I like, have to. Yeah. I, I looked at him and said, so you think it may not be what people are saying? And he's like, eh, you know, he kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, eh. <laughs> Priceless.
Ron, you know what? You one thing I learned in private communications with Jacques, he's got a great little sense of humor there. But he you does. don't see it. He's, he's always really so serious when he guy. goes on the air. He's an absolute sweetheart. Yeah. Well, it was his suggestion that we do the um, the funding campaign. Originally. Yeah. 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 And, and also, we took, we took his advice. And, and space.com and, and getting involved with uh, uh, he's uh, put us on to a lead where if we have an event occur, um, we can contact uh, space.com and then they will, uh, if, if, you know, with a budget, then we can uh, obtain um, photographs from the area where the event occurred during the time period when the event happened. Uh, I mean, in, in like next day stuff, two days later. So um, we have a way to potentially uh, piggyback any sort of uh, you know com- confirmation of, of an event. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's important. I want to ask you, by the way, Chris, did you ever get a chance to see the final version of the phenomenon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I tell you, I am so bummed. That was supposed to come out in 1,500 theaters. And I am so bummed. If people had seen that in a in a full blown, you know, cinema with the Dolby uh, sound system and and the way that you know, God, he's I don't know how much money ten ninety one spent on getting that thing uh, ready, you know, with the the sound design and and the color correction, all the things that go into making a feature film. You know, the average person doesn't doesn't understand how absolutely laborious and expensive it is to produce um, a theatrical ready uh, project uh, it's it's just it, it's just mind numbing and, yeah, it's and monumental. James, it really is it, yeah. I, I don't I, uh, I I am so gratified that he was able to get through that uh, that process and then you know have the thing slam dunked in his face because of a virus one more segment with Chris, Ron, Gene, and Randall, but they'll be back on After the Paracast. I'm going to make them stay. <laughs> You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus.
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. That's Shop, S-H-O-P, Super, S-U-P-E-R, T-T-E-A, dot com. So the complete website is ShopSuperTea.com. Or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, California time. That's ShopSuperTea.com at 818-984-6100. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yeah, I know that when James was on the Paracast last spring, and he sent me the screener link, so I got to see the film. And, of course, the way it's set up, if those of you who, and it's not the only system, but those of you who are familiar with an Apple Macintosh computer, it has a feature called AirPlay. So I can play it on my TV set, the 55-inch TV set, and see it in all its glory. It's not like going to a movie theater, but right now it looks like 
I just wonder if we're ever going to see movie theaters like we did before. Yes, hopefully within a year from the time we're talking, things will be a lot better. We won't have to have the arguments over masks and social distancing, and they can open them up. Did James talk about all the uh, 17 terabytes of, of footage that he has and what he's going to do with it? Well, of course, he's got three hours of extra material no. that's presented no, no, on the no. Vimeo.com version, but we know there's a lot more. Yeah, don't quote me, but... Quote who? Uh, I didn't talk to you. We're not here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's no, it's invited... not going out on the radio, Chris. Don't worry about it. Okay, well... <laughs> He's invited me to help develop and write a um, eight-part, ten-part, to-be-determined limited series um, that covers all the wonderful material that he was unable to use. I mean, he shot uh, two, during two trips to Canada, three additional trips to Australia, four trips to South America, and none of that footage was used. So um, he covers Vahinia. I mean, a bunch of some Chinese cases that are mind-blowing that very few people know about. And, yeah, I mean, to get somebody like uh, Hulu or Netflix or Amazon or Apple TV or somebody to, to you know, I mean, I think based on the results of the lesser release of the phenomenon in terms of, you know, to only steaming, uh, streaming platforms, I think just based on the success that he's had with that particular uh, piece, I think he's going to have a bidding war for somebody to um, uh, get the rights to um, broadcast the uh, a limited series that would then allow him to uh, – you know, include all those great cases and, and wonderful trips uh, and, and footage and, and stuff that he's, you know, it's just sitting there right now. Absolutely. You know what? I should tell our listeners, if you do get a chance to watch the phenomenon, and this is a lesson you must have learned from Marvel superhero films, don't stop watching when the closing credits come. Because there are hints of a lot more stuff. You see some of it there, brief sequences, UFOs in China, elsewhere. Really fascinating stuff, very intriguing, and it only whets your appetite for more. And as he says, multiple terabytes of data sitting there ready to be edited. And it's 17 17 terabytes. My God, you know, that's kind of like what we move every month here, just downloading our shows. But remember, that's just thousands of people listening to a radio show. Here you've got movie footage. 17 terabytes, hours and hours of stuff that could be stitched together for, as you say, a 10-part miniseries? Well, he's he's talking eight. I'm I'm trying to convince him 10. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we ought to be all on board for that. I mean, if he he made it available as a DVD set, I'd be first online to, to order it. Do they even have DVD sets anymore? Oh, sure they do. Uh huh. I'm sure you'd rather get it, make a deal to stream, stream it somewhere. Let's look at it this way. The streamers have hundreds of millions of dollars to put up on something. In fact, they were bidding to buy the latest James Bond film, No Time to Die. And they were talking of up to $600 million for one film, to stream one film. Now, obviously, this is a normal budgeted movie, not something that's hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, but there are millions of dollars. There are millions of dollars out there to be presented for a project like this. 
Well, think of how much money Hollywood's going to save by not having to pay for production, uh, you know, and have other people do the production without having to tap the uh, the big uh, funders in Dubai and China and other places. Yeah, we forget oh. here the complexities of making a film. Just watch a major production at the beginning, the opening credits, or if there are opening credits. How many are, companies? You see about 10 different production companies and 20 different executive producers right. at the closing credits. And these are people who put money into that film to make the $300 million Marvel or DC Comics film. Introduce Just, the producers uh, to the money. In in a lot of cases, I think, uh, you know, uh, people making uh, connections and and helping get the thing off the ground and obviously uh, underwrite. A lot of it is underwritten money. That's why you see a lot of capitalists, uh, China capital, uh, Dubai capital. You'll see, you know, you'll see those types of uh, logos and and company names go by because they're the ones that – you know, people say, well, I know somebody in the business here. Let me uh, introduce you to, you know, Sheik uh, Amin or, uh, you know, some Chinese guy, uh, Jack Ma or somebody who knows. Exactly. Hey, guys, you know, before we get to the end of the show here, uh, let's get back a little bit to the UFO DAP project. Guys, uh, two and a half minutes for closing credits. Why don't we just move straight ahead with your yeah. question, Randall, with the limitation there? Uh, can you guys uh, just tell us what some of the main things you'd like everybody to take away from this show regarding the UFODAP project? If I might say, the uh, the main thing is to look at the website and get familiar with who we are and what we do and what our objective is, which is all laid out in various presentations and videos and so on. Um, I hope they can get as excited as perhaps people listening to this might be. And secondly, to participate uh, by either purchasing equipment or putting together groups to do it, maybe through they're part of a local MUFON chapter, perhaps, who we've been supported by before, and uh, that kind of thing. In terms of, of you know, my, my answer, I would say uh, it's important to realize that um, we are at a point now where the cost of technology and the quality of technology has come down so much that the average person with a little training and a modest budget can really make a difference. Exactly. So that's so, a game changer. It does. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to ask you guys to hang out here for after the Paracast so we can get into more stuff because Chris had to do all the snow shoveling there. But we're going to shovel some information for you right now. UFO DAP. Just have to go to ufodap.com to check it out. This site has been redone, by the way. Because I was back and forth, and Randall and I have been back and forth with Ron on developing this site and getting things perfected so everything is pristine. Yeah, we appreciate your help, too, Gene. Thank you. I'll send my bill Thursday. But, <laughs> but seriously speaking, check it out. Check out the R&D. Check out the offering for this equipment. Maybe you have suggestions. Folks, contact them at the site, suggestions about what other equipment they might want to consider. I'm sure they'll want to hear from you, ufodap.com. You can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. You can also find us on Facebook. I don't know why we're still on Facebook. I think part of the reason is that a lot of you do check out Facebook. And I know there's so much crazy, wacky stuff going on there. We don't get involved in the political ramifications. Don't forget, on Facebook, look at 
the Paracast. A lot of UFO stuff there, too, by the way. You can also choose from four different logos for branded merchandise for the Paracast at theparacast.shop. Theparacast.shop. I know Randall designed a couple of them. They're really good. And you can choose the logo you want with the T-shirts, with the throat pillows, all that good stuff. Really great quality merchandise at theparacast.shop. Also check out the Paracast Plus, where we offer a version of this show free at the network ads, the After the Paracast podcast. And we've got a really special deal. We've cut prices for the duration of this crisis by about 40%. And for those getting a five-year or lifetime subscription, we offer you a coupon code for a free digital download of the phenomenon from James Fox plus three hours of extra material. And we don't have a lot of coupon codes left, so if you don't check it out now, you'll miss your chance. The Paracast.plus, The Paracast.plus. Ron Alch, welcome to The Paracast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and it was a great uh, show we put together. Chris, my friend, always, always the door is open for you. Cool. Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.